In the depths of adversity, there are individuals who rise above the darkest of circumstances, displaying unwavering courage and resilience. Today, we are honoured to introduce you to one such extraordinary individual, Davy Shaw, whose life journey has been nothing short of a gripping tale of survival, strength and the relentless pursuit of hope. Davy grew up facing challenges that no one should ever endure. Abandoned by the care system, he found himself in a harsh world where childhood should have been filled with innocence, but instead was marred by unimaginable hardships. The tender age of 11, he was thrust into the unforgiving environment of the prison system, where he experienced a level of abuse, physical, mental and sexual, that would break most. But this story isn't defined solely by its tragedies. It's about the spirit that refuses to be extinguished. Davy has emerged from those dark days not as a victim, but as a survivor, a testament to the incredible strength of the human spirit. Welcome to Social Sessions, David. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Do you want to actually? So, um, when, obviously... When I say fine, I've got a definition of fine, which is a way you like to swear. Ah, you can swear if you want. She's fucked up, neurotic and emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is going to be quite a hard um, kind of hitting podcast today, which obviously we're going to be touching a lot of subjects. Um, so just kind of what I do with all my guests, Davey, is just kind of take you back to your childhood. So what's your kind of first memories? Yeah, um, I'm from a dysfunctional family, right? Right. Uh, both my parents um, separated when I was maybe between three and four. So I grew up with my gran and be two sisters. And as, as my childhood, I've not got much of a memory as my childhood, honestly. I know, I, I know where, when I was eight, I get put into care. Hi. Do you know, and, and the minute I was put into care, I just rebelled against everything, against, and, I, and I still to this day rebel against the system. Which, which my dad taught me to beat the system, you need to stay with it. And, and I just couldn't get my head around that for years. And, and then eventually, aye, my dad doesn't make sense. Aye. But, so obviously, like, Growing up um, in Glasgow, what was your kind of first kind of memories of kind of like that kind of that you knew that you weren't a it wasn't like a normal upbringing? When, when did you kind of find out? When when was that? Was that kind of run about the age when you were in care, Davy? Uh, to me, I had an uh, I had a normal childhood up up to about that right, and then once I get put in care, I knew. There was something no right. Aye. No, uh, to this day, I, I don't know whether it be my mum or my dad, but I've asked who put me in care. Aye. And they both said, oh, you need to see your mum, you need to see your dad. Both of them, them are dead now, so I, I, to this day, I still can't pinpoint who put me there. Aye. But the minute I get put in there, I, I rebelled. And there's one, one, of my, one of my memories is I was in a place called Glen Rosa in Maxwell Driving Bollock Shields. Right. And they were taking us out as a group. And as we were walking along Maxwell Drive, my man and dad drove past in a taxi. And in my mind, they were coming to take me home. And what age were you at this point, Davy? I was probably eight, eight and a half yeah. this time. They were coming to take me home. But, and I was thinking, and I said to the member of staff, whoa, 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 I can't go with you. That's my parents in the taxi. Right. And she just grabbed me by the ear and said, yeah, you come with us. And by the time I got back, my man and dad were away by that time. And I, and I just stayed in care all the way up until I was 16. 
So obviously, see when you were in care, obviously you got an eight year old. I mean, that's so so young. But I. Um, how how are you treated? How how is it, how is your kind of experience? Yeah, uh, I was treated. I, I wouldn't say fair because we were all treated the same, and it was all kind of verbal abuse, emotional abuse. There wasn't much physical abuse at that in at that in that, that point. Partic particular home. Aye. But that comes on in a later date. The physical abuse, but in that home, it was just you do what you're told, and you do what you're told when you're told. Aye. Do you know what I mean? So do you think? Obviously, it's a long time ago. Stuff's moved on, and hopefully, care homes and all that, and residential homes and whatever are a bit better. Um, we'd like to think that. Um, some of the stuff I've seen on telly recently would maybe show no, it's not moved on so much. But looking at your experience, what what kind of behaviours did they teach you? Was it was it was it stuff that was Listen, going to set you up for life? No, they they, they had no schooling. I was I was schooling as but they had no special curriculum for school. Aye. What what they done was. Put you in a class, give you a pen, a pencil, and you drew pictures at that age. Aye. But as I, as I could progress through through through, through all the different homes, Aye. the the most education that I ever got was an SRA card, which was just a case of you read a story, and you go a wee slip, Aye. and you answered questions. But see, when you got the story. Aye. You could lift the you could lift the answers out at the same time. Just Aye. so I, 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 I went through the went through the whole system. No bother, just cheating. Aye. And they thought I was doing brilliant. Not one of them said, "I mean, you're not that bright." <laughs> so obviously that's they're not setting you up very well for life. On so when is it? You, when did you? When was your first kind of? When did you come back out for care? David, for eight-year-old, eight when was the first time you came back out? When I was... Four, 14 or 15, perhaps, was the first time I ever went to a normal school. Is that when you were... Is that when you kind of stayed in Cranhill, what we stayed? Aye. Aye. Yeah, I went to Cranhill... I went to Cranhill Secondary for fourth year. Right. Uh, I I was not I wasn't put in any classes that I could pass low levels or anything like that. I was just putting a class for redundancies to meet. So obviously, like you're going in there, no really the best reading abilities, no 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 the best kind of academic. I, I could always read because ever since I was a wee boy, I used to all, always read a book. Hi. Because you can get lost in a book. You can Definitely. be whatever you want to be in that book. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing to me. I can remember reading No Mean City. <laughs> and asking my dad, what's a mother? And I said, what? He said, I said, what's a mother? He said, spell it. I said, M-I-T-H-E-R. He said, give that book. He said, it's mother. <laughs> 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 but that's, that's the kind of reading I was at, you know Aye. what I mean? But that's obviously just the way the 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 kind of teaching and that's put you in that position. So right. see when you go to the school in Cranhill, the secondary school, how how well equipped are you to go into like a fourth year with people who have maybe been through all the different stages of high school? Did you feel inferior at or did 
maybe I, no inferior, I, I, but I never actually ever felt that I fitted in. Aye, that's what I ever. And sometimes I would fight a lot because I'd a lot of anger in me, and and people would say, "Oh, he's daft, aren't he?" Aye. I am. I might be daft, but I can fight. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And that got me into a lot of trouble. Aye. If you if you go way back when I was eleven, I got sent to Longer Again School, boys. And so, eleven year old, you're sent to a kind a kind of prison. But we're not a prison. Uh, it is a prison. It's setting. a prison. It's a it's it's Longer Again prison. Aye. Although it was called Longer Again the Man Centre. But it's ways we eleven. David, eleven. When you go uh, there. And. When I was wee, I, w I was tiny, Aye. right? I mean tiny, and I'll never forget it. See, you look out the window. Aye. I had to push my bed across, put my locker on the top of the bed, put my chair on top of the locker, and then pull myself up so that I could see out the window. And as I could see was the exercise yard. God. So, and, I, and they never gave me any education, any education at all. So in long again, I take it you start kind of learning um, a kind of behaviour cycle that's no, but, I get no a very but, pro social uh, behaviour cycle. But to me, that behaviour became norm, normal. Of course, normal. You know what I mean? It's, it's normalised when you are being disruptive when, whenever possible, causing causing the screws trouble whenever possible, and. <laughs> I see this all the time. They used to always say, you're going to end up in the digger, boy. Right? Uh, hey. Now, I'd never experienced prison. I'd only seen prison on the telly. And I thought the digger was where you went and smashed up rocks. Uh, so I was like, oh, the digger? I don't know why I go to the digger. But I ended up doing the digger anyway. Uh, and I what age is this at? Yeah, I was probably still 11 or 12 at that time. So you're putting solitary confinement? I was putting solitary confinement, and 11, all, all as I go, it was one blanket. They took the matches off you during the day, and a New Testament. No other book, just a New Testament. And That's that was, mental. And that was it. It's hard to imagine putting an 11 year old boy in that position, and obviously, as you say, you're not even really. You've you've no you're no matured at all yet, no. and you're trying to kind of navigate see, a prison system basically. Sean, see when I, when I was as young as that, do you know people are cut out to be plasterers, painters, and plumbers and all that? I thought my life was just going to be a prisoner. I thought that's what I was going to be all my life was just a prisoner. There was a, there was something obviously when we spoke before that really stuck with me when you said that when you were like thirteen or fourteen that. You went into a, a, a cell or a room and you says to your, your kind of co your co pilot, you went, They're that, training see, us for, for, this, for jail. This is when by the time I got to Kerlaw. Right. Right. And Kerlaw had just just built a close right. a closed block unit. Right? And me so what age you when you go to Kerlaw? Yeah. Uh, first when I went to Kerlaw, um I was tw th th twelve or thirteen, because I left the school boys. And then I went to Cardross Assessment Centre, and then and then I went to Kerlo. And Kerlo's rough, isn't it? Kerlo's like I, looking back, it's I, rough. I, it's rough it, it, was, it was rough. It was just it was just a madhouse. It was a madhouse for adolescent means. That's what it was. Aye. And when the clothes box opened, 
and we were starting to take people in it. Aye. Me and my pal were the first two people ever in it. And you two were the first two boys in Kelo? No, the first two people ever in the clothes block. Oh, right, right, aye, right, right. right. In Kelo, but aye. Aye, and right. in, 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 in the Kelo clothes block. And I says to him, do you know something? This is us getting trained to go to prison. My pal was like, don't be silly. I said, look about. I said, there's a concrete bed. One window that you can't open. And we're locked up 23 years a day. And what age are you here, 14? 14. So... I, I rebelled against everything then. It's understandable, but you're, you're putting... We, we all know how hard the prison system is, how, how hard it is to navigate it at, at adult and mature levels. Trying to navigate it at that age, when you're immature... I, I can honestly say it's one of the first times that it brought me to tears. There's not very many times that I've right. been, been in tears, but be, being in that closed book brought me to tears because I thought I did think this is what I'm going to have all my life it's just a stupid 12 by 8 cell so sad do you know what I mean it really it's um, so obviously we're going to talk about Kello right and uh, what happened to you in Kello and obviously just talk about and what you want to talk about you don't need to go into what detail or whatever but obviously there was certain elements of abuse that happened in Kerlaw. Um, obviously, somebody's been convicted of that, and rightly so. And I got 16 years, but a result. 16 years, <laughs> definitely. Definitely, David. Um, so, can you tell us a wee bit about, I obviously don't need to go into it, but just a wee bit about kind of what happened there. Kerlaw was in four, four different units, right? They went Wilson, Beard, Fleming, Mullerson. That was the four different units. I was in Baird. I never went to any other unit, just always Baird. Right? And I done everything in it. I sniffed glue in it. I buzzed gas in it. Do you know, just... I was even on the roof at one point buzzing gas because it was the only place that I couldn't be found. Right. You know, I was I, on the roof with a, with a half pot of glue. Right. Thinking this is the only place that they can't come and get me. Because they didn't know where I was. And at some points, there was all sorts of crazy fights or nothing. Sometimes sometimes we would fight over the chalk for Aye. the queue. What's what's what the staff um, element here? What's this, is the staff teaching you how to the, become adults in here? Or are they just... It's the, the staff were just there to... I wouldn't even say supervisors. The staff were there to make sure that we stayed, the numbers were right and, they, and we all stayed in the right blocks. That's what the staff were there for. They were only there to educate us. They were only there to help us now with any right. any kind of problems we had. In fact, I was, Kerlaw was allowing me to smoke. Right. Do you know what I mean? And and I was only 14 years of age. My, my man and dad didn't even know I smoked. But, and were they giving these fags? Yeah, they used to give, but but it was pocket money. Aye. Right? Wasn't that great amount, but it was enough to buy 20 fags. Aye. And they would write your name on, on the fag packet. And I'm not sure how many you got a day, because I can't be exact, but maybe between four and six you got each day. Aye. Do you know? So uh, they, would, they would dash you at the fags? They, they would give you the fags. Do you know what I mean? And to me, I just thought, 
I'm one of the boys and I can smoke. Well, of course, you've, you're obviously getting brought up and run about that. And so is this kind of where your substance abuse started then, Davey? Like, and in, in, in the kind of prison environment, like, of care law kind of thing, is this, like, where you started kind of being introduced to substances? I first, uh, I sniffed glue. No, sorry, no sniffed glue. I buzzed gas, right, when I was in Cardross. I buzzed gas. Is this with other boys, obviously? I, is this I, kind of I? But I didn't like, I didn't like... The, the the buzzy, I didn't just didn't like the feeling yet. Or right. it, it was like you said, then escapism. But right. it wasn't for me. It wasn't. I I just didn't like it. And then when when I was in Kerala and I got introduced to Clue, I was addicted straight away. Right. That was my thing because you could go and just pour a bag of glue and go. I used to go into the, the toilets first and look all the doors and just sit and, but as you know, glue stinks the place out. So I ended up, the only place I could go without ever being caught was on the roof. And do you think looking back, if you take yourself back to, and you look at that wee 14 year old boy that you were, do you think you were just trying to, do you think that was you, you self-medicating in a way? Like trying to get out, just obviously trying to get away from the pain that you're well, in. Well, that's what I say. To me, it was like an escapism because for that, however long it was, the buzz didn't last all, all day. Do you know, but forever long it was, I wasn't, I wasn't there, I was somewhere else. Do you know Aye. what I mean? Totally not. I, uh, I was, obviously was in prison a long time myself, Davey. I totally get, totally get where you're coming from. Um, escapism's a huge thing in these kind of settings. Aye. What I'm interested in is obviously um, talking about the kind of environment that they they gave for like 14 year old boys not as such as yourself. What kind of, which, what life skills did you get taught? Did you, like, was there absolutely, was, when you, the, was there nothing? Uh, like? there, there was classes such as English, right? Aye. But like I said, it was SRA cards again. Very basic. The, the only thing I learned in Kerala was the day joined up writing. Aye. There was a, a wood workshop, right, which she made wee stools. The stools were the stools were already made and we just weaved a seat in between it now. Aye. We have an iron rope and that was it. That, that was our education. So that's basically all you can remember, Davey, is like that's what you were kind of... That was that was your kind of education. That was my education, and that's right up to like fourteen, fifteen year Aye. old. So, <clears throat> obviously, we're not going to go into the, the abuse itself and hang it, but obviously, we're abused in Kerlo, um physically, mentally, mentally, sexually, sexually um, and obviously, but thank God, the guy uh, is but, obviously paying for it now. But that that. Sean, that took me nearly 20 years of my life to get justice for that. And I don't think you'll ever get that. And I still, to this family. day, I don't think I got justice. I got closure, part closure, because you got sentenced. But I don't think... What age would you be? Eight, eight, eight. No, when, when I was abused, I was 15 or something. Would you say... And obviously this is a hard question because you don't really know, but would you say that would that was probably happening a lot to other boys as well? 
I, I would say aye, but I can't. Oh, I, 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 I can't prove for definite. Aye. But I would say aye because there was sometimes we four in my dorm. Aye. And we would all talk what kind of things are going on for us. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And and once I got took out of the dorm and put in put in put in put into a single dorm because I was encouraging the boys. Aye. To cause cause riots and because of, because of the abuse that we were suffering, I Aye. was saying, why don't we just fight back? Aye. They're, they're only they're only human. Mm -hmm. Just grab a cue and fight back. So, so sad, but putting a, a child in that position. Um, uh, uh, but now I agree with it, but for years I just thought that's no, that's normal, that's that's the way it goes. It's your, it's your truth, it's your environment, it's, you, it's what you've grew up and you don't understand at that age how bad what's actually happening to you is, if you know Aye. what I mean, like you don't actually understand that until later on the trauma starts catching up with you. Um, and obviously we'll go into that later on, we'll talk about trauma and stuff, Davey, but so that kind of abuse, obviously you go out, how does that follow you into the streets? So obviously how does that, did it steal something for you, do you think? My sister said it's, my sister said it stole, it stole my youth. I, I first told, told my mum about it and she doubted it, she didn't believe it. Things like that don't happen in places like that. And I'm saying, no, listen, it happens. But my ma, she was my stepma. I know. And she was a stepma for hell, to be honest. Aye. My dad, I told my dad about it. My dad went up, confronted the person, gave them a job and told them it better never happen again. And although the sexual part of it never happened again, the verbal and physical abuse was non-stop. Aye. Used to roll up towels and flick you so you had big red welt marks on your body, on your legs and on your, on your buttocks. Oh, a wet towel f flicking it. God. And that, 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 that to them, that was them carrying on. It's so, uh, <clears throat> so dehumanising. It's like, it's, it's um, so demeaning. Aye. Um, and I think your sister's right. I think she did, they did steal your youth. Aye. And I think that, is carried on and obviously you're quite open about still being in the kind of midst of chaos at, at this time Aye. and obviously you're, you're, you're settled yourself a bit and you're you're doing really well Davey um, but it has followed you in the adult life do you know what I mean? I've, um, of course it has Sean I've lost I've lost a wife two wains do you know what I mean because I never ever told my wife you know, about, that, about this abuse ever is that because because of the shame that Aye. was involved in it, right? But however, I, I done while I was in while I was in uh, drug rehab, I done a program with him off the news, <laughs> um, and I told him about it then, right? And my wife actually phoned me and said, "What? Why did you ever tell me about this?" Aye. And I said, "How could I tell you? Why? Why? Why would I tell? What benefit would I get by telling you?" Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I thought, I don't want anybody to know about this. Anybody. No, no. And the only person that, that ever really knows the full story is my big sister because she was, she was not confident. She was the person, when I ran away from Kerala, she was the person that would come out and give me clean clothes and she would feed me. Do you know what I mean? And Aye. Whereas if, if I went 
and in the house. Aye. My stepmother would phone the police and get me took back. So I, I, I always avoided going in the house. But where we stayed in the case at the time, I could stay in the wee one, my sister could see me for the house. And then she would come out. And that's... So it's obviously caused massive trust issues uh, in your uh, life going uh, through, Davey. It's caused... I, I don't know if that's just cause trust issues, but you see the fact that my and ma abandoned, abandoned me. My and ma left, right? No, I, I, and I, I used to think, I know this sounds crazy, crazy, and but it is part of my experience. Aye. I've got ne I've got very, very little trust in any kind of woman, even to this day. Right. Because if my ma didn't love me, how do you expect anybody else to love you? But that's that's very, very common for um trauma survivors of that kind that kind of like abandonment issues um right. is causes massive problems in relationships further on down the line. Um there's a lot of studies been into that, David, you know what I mean? So right. that's totally natural and it's a shame that it's happened to you. Um, and I can't, it's hard to put any words, but it's happened to you, to be honest, oh. you know what I mean? Um, but if we can take it back, so you, you're, you're coming, you're kind of coming out of care law, you've been abused, where do you go from there, David? Where do you, where do you move to after that? Once I came out of care law, I went back to my parents' house, right? And I just... I didn't, the only person I really spoke to was my sister. But I ended up getting a, a YTS job. Aye. Right? And I don't know, I ended up being a thief. Aye. Right? But that that that, that came years before that. I was stealing years before that. Now getting into wheelies and stealing, picking, mixing all of the rubbish that we boys steal. Aye. Do you know what I mean? I so, think that's behaviours that you learn in these places. Aye. But. And... I got a job as a YTS and I was stealing money off the boss. He was a mad gambler. Aye. And he used to come in with, with wedges like that sometimes. <laughs> so I, I've took a note thinking it was a school note, but it was a hundred pound note. Aye. Right? And I went home and I said to my sister, when I've got my, 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 my wee niece was just born at the time. So this was... He, he, Maybe I don't think you know what she is, mate. I would say eighty three. I heard about that. It's, it's before that, I think, but I think it's nineteen eighty. And I said to my sister, "Mum, we've got to see the rain." She's like, "How we got up?" I was like, "Just I've got the taxi fare." And she's <laughs> like, "How the hell did you get one of them?" I said, "Stole it." <laughs> she's like you get, you get caught, you get caught, you get caught. Uh, of course, I got caught because the guy knows what he took out the bookies, and, and all of a sudden he's a hundred pound down. <laughs> But I lost my job through it. No, no, just through that. I lost my job actually through temper. Aye. The, one of the boys had been now rail, railing me up, mm -hmm. right? And I flung a sharpness to him. And although I didn't hit him, it stuck in the, the door. Aye. So I had to explain how the sharpness was stuck in the door. And I said, listen, I've just lost my plot for a minute. But I was dismissed instantly. Get your Jake and get it. I think obviously looking at your history, it's um, it's 
uh, it's quite not i mean it's i don't know how people other people would analyze this and no come to the conclusion that you're going to have a temper and have a lot of pent-up anger in there do you want, do you want to, I, I, I was a very, very angry individual, but I never noticed it. I never noticed it. What happened was, I was at court one day, right? And the lawyer I had said, I've only met Mr Shaw for the past 10 minutes and I can see that he's a very, very angry individual, right? And by this time, I've, I've done a lot of prison sentences. And he said, uh, Mr Shaw's done the equivalent of two life sentences in prison, so obviously prison isn't working for him, right? Right, and I'd never, I'd never thought I'd done that length of time. Do you know, I, I thought three months, eighteen months, six months, eighteen months, nothing like that. They were not great big long sentences, mm -hmm. and then they, but they all added up, and they, it came to a total of twenty-eight year. And if, right at that point, I realised, wow, I need to change. I need to do something in my life that I need to change. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I started getting into person-centred counselling, getting into things that I thought would help me with my life, but be able to help others as I was moving, as I was progressing. But I ended up with the same issue, right. and uh, working in a working in a rehab. Somebody found a coffee about me, and I. I solved them, and apparently you're not supposed to solve your clients. You're supposed to phone the police. Right. But I'm I'm not a grass. <laughs> it's no way. It's not the way you've been brought up either. You've been brought up for eight year old to fight your own battles. Right. It's very hard to change that. Um. So you, it's you. You're you're obviously putting steps in place to try and change, Davy. Right. And then but every time I seem, I don't know. It just seemed that every time I I, I was getting to. I seem to be getting to change something that happened. And I don't know if I've got a self-destruct button in me. Because I always look for, I always look, if things are going good for me, I always say, this is too good, there's something going to happen, there's something going to happen. Aye. And sometimes, maybe the power is suggesting in my head forces it to happen. I don't know, if I, if I knew that I'd be a smart cookie. Aye. But sometimes that's how it feels, that I, that I actually make the thing happens so that people fall out of me or people don't want to know me or people disagree with me. Do you know what I mean? And then if they disagree with me, then I've got a chance to fight. I think it's obvious. It's quite, um, obviously, with the, with the trauma that you've got that's following you about for the fully, for, for the basically a full, full life for you're a kid. You've got trust issues, you've got a lot of anger issues, um, fling addiction into the mix. You've got a combination there for what's, what's happening and you can't really function, if you know right. what I mean. You're in a stage where you're trying, Dave, you're trying to navigate your way through. How do I get through this? How do I get through that? But I'm going to take you back to like your first prison set. When was the first time you kind of go, an adult prison sentence. Wait, 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 was it was it straight away eighteen right in yeah, or twenty one? Yeah. Was it twenty one? Is it? No, because you done you done. I, 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 I done my D. I done my DC. I done my Boston, and then my my first adult sentence was six months. 
And the strangest thing is, is see me as soon as I walked into Berlin. Aye. Deja vu. Straight away, deja vu. I thought, I've been here before. Aye. Do you know what I mean? I even said to the wee guy that was, came through the court system with me, I said, do you know something? I've been here before. Aye. I can tell you where everything is. He's like, shut up, you can't, you've never been in the jail before. I said, I've been in the jail, but just know this jail. Aye. But when I was younger, you used to go to D-Hall when you were getting transferred. What, so, age, what age is this? So when, when I went to the school boys, I went to D-Hall for one night. Money? I went to D-Hall for one right. night, for one night, and then I got took to the school boys. To so one, what age are you at this point? I was... 11 when I went to this. Uh, went so you were 11 when you went to the home, Berlini? Aye, and I can tell you, uh, there was a screw called Mr. Duff, right, who actually knew my dad. My dad, my dad's a slater. Aye. And my dad had fixed his roof and all that. So he, uh, he knew me because I used to go out and help my dad once. Aye. And there was these, uh, I don't even know if he was a homosexual, right? <laughs> but anyway, I've said, Mr. Duff, any chance, any chance you could get us a wee cup of tea or in a fag. Right. Oh, I'll get you one, son. And I was like, oh, you get me one, so I'll, Mr. Duff, please do not put me in with that tonight. <laughs> He's like, no, you'll be all right, you'll be all right, you'll be all right. But, that, but you're 11 year old at this but, point. But I was petrified. I mean, petrified in case he came into my door. Aye. No, you would be 11 year old and, and you're seeing things like that. It's stuff I would, that would I frighten would, adults. I, I was so, so, so scared. And I was so grateful the next morning. The note. I can't believe that you were in jail in Berlin at 11 year old. That, 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 that's f bamboozles me. It's, it, it's mental, isn't it? How they would put it, you in that position. That, that, that was, the, tran that was the, the whole transfer situation. Aye, so you're, you're only in for one night, but still you're in. Aye. It's like, see the new, if you go to Berlin and new, aye, aye. you go to Eho, which I call the other island centre. Aye. Right? Because. That's that's exactly what it is. It's it's, it's for transfers or people who's Aye. staying in the hall or staying in Berlin. They go there for one night and then they get allocated whatever wherever Aye. they're going. Aye. So D Hall used to be the early learning centre. And they put me there for one night. Just and then the next morning, I was on the bus and and took up the long again. It's bizarre, but like looking at how things have moved on now, and you would just never put. An eleven-year-old boy into Berlini. That's outrageous. Uh, well, I don't know. What about see the see the two wee boys that murdered the wee boy in Liverpool? Aye. Surely they they must have went through an adult prison at one point be, 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 before. I think when I was there, when I when I was in jail, Davy, what happens now is they don't they they, they go into Kerlo, so you would go to Kerlo um, and, and on remand and whatever if Aye. you get done with. Any kind of, if you get done with murder and stuff and you stay in Kerlo, then you go to Pullman and then for Pullman you go to the adult prisons. Aye. So there's, they would they would never ever put an 11 year old into Berlin now. That just wouldn't happen. Like that's uh, way beyond. Any, it's That would be, I was, that's going to be hard for a lot of listeners to hear that an 11 year old boy was put in Berlin, do you know what I mean? Because it was only for one night, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's still matter. outrageous. Uh, like you would, but to me, it was. It's normal. I know. It's not even. To me, end. it was just like going into the clothes block. I know what you mean. And and Kerlo just for that one night. All oh, right, they sit the 
situation in the in, in the room's different. Aye. But it, it was still a sale. Aye. And to me that's all it was, it was just a sale for one night and then I'm gonna move on. And when I moved on to Long Again, it was the exact same, it was just Aye. a sale. We be a concrete bed. So see all these people that say like, oh, it was a holiday camp. No, I hate all that talk, right? Because it's listen. A jail might be a holiday camp nowadays because you your PlayStation, you've got your you've got every, you've got everything you need, aye. right? Apart from your liberty, aye. But at that t- sorry, at that time, we weren't allowed radios. We didn't. We weren't allowed the newspapers. We were just stuck. Aye. Do you know what I mean? We were just put in a put in, put in a cell, and as far as I was, the key was chopped away. Aye. As far I remember being in Berlin, and I was staying about maybe a six month sentence, and Anne Whittacombe came in, and she was talking all about this prison reform. Anne Whittacombe, the Tory Aye. minister. She was talking all about uh, prison reform, right? And she came into my cell, heavy ponder. They, they couldn't get out of the cell quick enough. <laughs> she, she started doing prison reform with me, right? And I was like, Mrs, don't tell me about prison reform. I've been doing this all my life. I said, there's not one person ever offered me any kind of help, Aye. anything. But the screw who was taking her in just whipped her out. It was just, Aye. that's enough of him. Yeah. <laughs> that, because Aye. I would have given it stinking. But they, they were other life you've had. It's, they, they wouldn't have let me. Do you know what I mean? It's horrible to even believe that what happened to you was allowed to happen, um, never mind actually thinking about it. It's hard for me to think about, so I can't imagine, and I, I've been through a hard life, and I can't even imagine, Davey. So I like I can only commend your bravery for coming on here and it, talking it, about it. it, it it's, it's not really, <coughs> it's just a survival mode I'm in now. But a survivor that somebody might watch this and go, do you know what, that happened to me, and I'm going to go and... I right. speak to somebody right. because there's a lot of people suffering out there, Davy, in silence because but, of the shame and the guilt. There is a lot of help out there as well. Oh, aye, nowadays, definitely. But there, there, there's something new, right? I'm, I'm part of this, right? Aye. New historic child abuse. Aye. And they were supposed to help you with everything and anything you asked for. Aye. So at first I got a holiday. Because I was in Hollywood and John Swanee said to me, What would you like, David? I said, Do you want to know? Just a holiday. Where do you want to go to? Rome. So a holiday was booked for Rome, but I got sent myself. Nobody gave me just a holiday to Rome myself. Nay. Do you know what I mean? I like no companion or nobody. Not even any spending money. So just kind of sent there to Rome just to... There, there you're up playing tickets. On you go. Enjoy, enjoy your week. So if I can just move back to like what the prison sentence, right? When he, when do we start getting into kind of like hard drugs and stuff like that? What, what age are you when you start kind of moving into that kind of circle? When I was about 15, I think maybe, I was out in the street. I don't mean out in the street, but Aye. I hadn't ran away from there. I was free for a wee while, right? Aye. And I got introduced to heroin. And I didn't get into, I didn't get introduced to smoking heroin. I was introduced Aye. instantly to a needle. Aye. And I was addicted. I was addicted before I even knew it was happening. I was addicted. 
And if you then, for 15 until 45, I was addicted to heroin. That's why, I'm not saying that's why I lost my wings and all that, but Aye. that's that's part of the reason. No, but the whole thing is, is like, it's just that kind of sum, it's an easy sum to do. It's like trauma leads on to a painkiller, you self-medicate, um, you don't really get, there's a thing out now called MAT standards, I don't know if you've heard of them, medical medical assisted treatment no. um, standards, and it's gain the the person supposed to be individualising, powering you with your recovery and empowering you with human rights yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, so I, I done something similar to that, right? It was called, it's Lifeline in Manchester. Aye. And I got a self-detox book. Aye. Which gives you the idea of how to, how to self-detox. Aye. Right? And at the same time, I was studying a uh, person-centred counselling. So I thought, ah, if I could just do this, say I date, it'd be simple enough. Because I can go to college on the certain days. Mm -hmm. And that I will say that that book changed my attitude towards drugs. Right. Do you know what I mean? I, I felt that I no longer had to lean on the drugs for an emotional crutch. Aye. I felt I could maybe just get off the drugs and get something else to occupy my, occupy my mind at the time. Aye. But when you've no got nothing, right, and there's no nee, nee recreational things, no got, I've no got, uh, to this day I've no got a hobby, I've no, I've no got a hobby. So it was leading just to boredom again. Mm -hmm. And boredom leads to drugs. Boredom's obviously, you're left in your own head with a lot of trauma. Yeah, as you say, you've known much help in the community for anybody. Um, so logically you would move towards the self-medicating route. Mm. And obviously, when you're talking about opiates and stuff like heroin and stuff, there's there's no a better painkiller. It's it's a, it's not just a physical painkiller; it's an emotional painkiller. Right. So it makes you feel better. Makes you at the start, obviously, it makes you feel better. Makes you feel as if right, I can live with this. Blah blah blah. It's just killing pain, but you know yourself. It's you're human, so you know it's just a mask. Um, and and you're. Addiction gets doubled and doubled and doubled and doubled. And, and then, doubled. And at then one, before at, you know it, you're in a vortex at, of at one time madness. I was, at one time I was injecting an eighth a day. And, wow. And even that, wasn't it? You know, you see people sitting there like that. Hey. I, could, I, I just didn't get that. I just hey. was not, I just sat normal. Hey. And that was an eighth a day I was injecting. Wow. Crazy. So it's, 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 how so see when you're in Berlin and if you told did you ever tell any of the staff in Berlin about what happened to you in Kerlo or would, was that a secret that you kept no, for a long, long that, time? That, that was that was something that I had never ever told anybody until a lawyer spoke to me once and said to me, hey, You were in Kerlo, right? And I and I said, I how? And he said, Was Matt George one of your instructors or one of your teachers and I said aye and he said eh, were you abused in any way and I didn't say aye I was sexually abused straight away I said aye aye I was abused 
said, well, they're, they're going to have a, a court case about it. Would you like to be involved in that? Aye. And I said, I straight away. Now, it's, it's like, obviously, you've got um, somebody that preys on eight-year-old boys um, deserves what he gets, or he gets to me. Um, that's just the way it goes. Life goes. Karma's caught up with him. So, um, I think that the, what I'm trying to get to the viewers to show is like how little life skills you were given for you were eight, no. but you've been in the care of the state. And we're going to go into the claim that you made and how that's backfired and stuff because that's outrageous was what's happened to you in my eyes, right? So <clears throat> um, it's just to kind of, so if I was to kind of summarize where we've got to the new, right? We've, for eight year old, you've been kind of imprisoned there's no other word for it. I mean, my, you were in Berlin at 11. My, my, my sister still says to this day that I'm institutionalised. Now, you've been in my house, and Aye. the way I've decorated, it, decorated my house is like a prison cell. Aye. Now, I, I never even thought about that until somebody pointed it out. Aye. Somebody said, you've spent a lot of time in prison, haven't you? And I was like, how do you know that? Said, Just by the way you've painted your house. They... they the younger years are, are are vital as well. They're key in to how you develop. Right. So if you're developing in a toxic kind of jail environment, that's going to stick with you. Do you know what I mean? So that institutionalisation would have probably went back way back, Davey, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so see, when you were like 18, 19, jail probably wasn't anything to you. It was just a... Occupational hazard. Aye, it was like a... a here we go again, Berlini, which is very sad because it's a horrible place. Oh, it's, oh, it's really, really, but... I spent a lot of, no, I didn't spend a lot of time in Berlini, but see the old blue moss? Aye. I spent a lot, a lot of time in the old blue moss. That, like, the bullets and stuff and like that? that? And that was a nut house. Aye. I mean, you had to fight to survive in there. Aye. If you didn't fight, you were a, you were a victim. Aye. And that's the truth. Because I'm... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like kind of army bullets where... Yeah, it used to be an old RAF base. Aye. So it was bullets with Aye. 24 beds, 24 single beds in the room. And the staff left you at night, didn't they? The, so sta it was like, the staff left you at night. So and, it was like and, fend for yourself, kind of thing. And they put on classic radio. Is that what They put on... No, no Radio 1 or Radio 2. They put on classic radio for 6 in the morning to 10 at night. And who in there liked classical music? Navy? Navy the Army. <laughs> Aye, so it was just a bam up, really. That, that's what it was. Apparently, it's the, it was to help, help you calm down and all that. Same as they put, nowadays, they put, <coughs> they put you in a different colour cell. I've seen that. They get that in Adderwell. It's all supposed to be like, and it's just, doesn't make sense. It's, just, it's just crazy. You're in a environment that's absolutely hellish so right. it doesn't matter what colour can you imagine right, they put you in a pink cell I know you just got to laugh you're not <laughs> do you know what I mean no I know so see when you're kind of moving into your relationships and stuff Davey and you're starting to kind of meet women and stuff like that how how did how did you how did that kind of life that you've lived set you up for your relationships outside Long-term relationships I've maybe had two in my life, right? 
and I think my wife, my, my ex-wife, is the only lassie that I ever loved and respected. Aye. And now that she's moved forward with her life and my wings have grown up and all that, I, I still feel no anger because she's done so proud with the wings. She's done so much with the wings, mm. it's unbelievable. But that's the only one person. So in a way, it's like an You've got so much respect for this woman, you actually probably still love her, but it's just... With Don't get me wrong, I've done, I've done other different one-night stands. And, Aye. But there's, there's nobody, and I mean nobody, could compare to my wife. Which is lovely. It's a lovely thing that you still actually uh, say uh, that, uh, and you've got that respect for her, I know that, and... I hope she didn't see this because you think I'm right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to get back with him, right? You no, think I'm I was the only kid, no? <laughs> no, but, but, but she's in a way she still speaks to my family. Aye. My, my son, who I didn't even get to know until he was 20, Aye. right? Said, Dad, can I come and stay with you? Because he was in a wee bit of trouble, Aye. right? And I said, I ain't any bother. But rather than treat him like a son, I just didn't want to get a cellmate. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Again, that's all so sad, but again, it's all linked back to how you were taught as a I, kid. It's just, I think, and I so regret it now, but don't get me wrong, I, I still speak to him, but only when say like a plane in Europe. Aye. Because although he's my son, and I'm not a Celtic fan, Aye. All the rest of my family are all Celtic fans, and I did see him. Anything Celtic play in Europe, I'll come and watch the football with you. Because that's what he's always wanted me. That's one of his wishes was I wish my dad would come and watch the football with me. Aye. I wish my dad would take me for a pint. And I took him out for a pint and I've gone and watched the football with him. I even bought my Celtic dad for Christmas. Aye. Killed me. <laughs> Killed me. <laughs> but I done it. <laughs> so, and then, so I get, I've got to know him. But I still think there's a lot I've still got to know about him and there's still a lot I've got to know about my daughter. But my daughter hardly speaks to me now. I think my daughter is so fed up of broken promises and letdowns Aye. that she's no want to get to get close to me again in, case, in case the exact same thing happens. And but I can understand that. Do you know what I mean? Because I've heard that lassie so many times. No, nah, I, totally, I totally understand her. Um, but I totally understand you, and I totally understand, well, I think I do, I totally understand that you trying to build relationships that are, that have got any kind of substance to it is really hard because uh, you, 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 you cannot play doing what happened to you. No. Like no. that, that is still a but, massive part of you. But but just until it came out with, with that news thing, with Reva Alderson, Nate knew about it. The only one person that knew was my big sister. And then all my family knew about it because it was only news at Aye. six. So Aye. everybody knew about it. And I don't know if they've just said, Oh, he's just looking for another excuse so that he doesn't have to be a be a dad, right? Although I'm a father, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not a dabber. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've, I, I don't. I don't. But you've never learned. You've I've, never I've learned got, the skills. I've got, to three, be I've, got three, I've got three grandkids, and I've never spent an hour with any of them. I know, but you, I know. It's hard. It's a. It's a. I don't know. You can. I mean, you could. You could psychoanalyze it all day long. It's. Aye, and, and come up with you've the got, right You've got their, your family side, and they're right they're in every way possible. They're yeah, right. You've aye. let them down a lot, but on the other hand, what's happened to you? Can it be played down? And I know, no many people come through and are able to tell this tale, Dave. A lot. Of Probably a lot of guys you were in Kelloway are dead now. Probably drug overdose. How many of pals have died with drug overdoses? I, I can tell you that eight years ran about together and there's only two years left. And what, what, was it the death oh, oh, mainly? Or oh, 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 the rest have been drug overdoses. So is that kind of... Um, in fact, at one time I had a wish that every time I took a hit, it'd be my last. Which obviously projects again um, how you feel about yourself. I, and how I even slapped my wrist, Sean, aye. and I didn't. I didn't go across the way. I went for my wrist to my elbow. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And fortunately, fortunately, I'm still alive. How I don't know. And for well, what, we're glad, Davy. And for, and for, what, for, and for what reason I don't know, but. but a lot of it, you said I should be dead. If you cut your wrist to your elbow, to oh, your elbow to your, to your wrist to your elbow, Aye. you should be game over. I know. But I still came round. I will, I will never forget it. I woke up with Jesus Christ on the cross in the hospital. Tied up. I know, and the suicide watch, it yep. must have been horrible. But, so if obviously, so that's like, we're t- we're, we've kind of went through now, so we're at your kind of relationship stage and stuff. I'm just kind of wanting to know what 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 kind of help did you get for the for anybody like do you, what, like when you were in Berlin and stuff like that did anybody ever come to you and say right David and we're going to help you here we're going to try and sort your life out hmm. does any social workers stand out for you was there anybody that kind of there was one last if he's sacro right and I had never even known a sacro at the time hey but. It was her that sent me a book on person-centered counselling, right? And when I started reading it, I thought, oh, I, could, I could get into this, really. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got uh, a Carol Rogers book after that, and I started getting really into it. Aye. And I, oh, I, was, I was doing studying, I was never in. And then when I got out, after my, after my three-year sentence, I went to Langside College to do psychology. Aye. But... To me, I, I don't know if I didn't put enough effort in or because I thought I knew all the answers because I'd read all the, I'd read the books and Aye. what he was saying I'd already wrote down, do you know what I mean? I, I don't know if that's, that's, that, that's I didn't, I didn't progress any further than that. Aye, so the, the, you've obviously applied yourself in prison and then when you've come out again, it's that thing, that's that whole thing where you with your family of said your institution like I can get what they mean because what you're doing is you're functioning well in prison you're doing all the work in prison but then when you come out it's 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 abnormal to you and uh, like going to college and all that you must have been like I, I think that I think the anger management courses are a load of piss sorry but 
in a real in a real life situation, you don't count to ten. Do you know they tell you if you're in and you count to ten and you rethink your ideas? No, you don't. If somebody's punching you, you don't count to ten and say, "Well, yeah, I'm not." I was kind of sore. Do you know what I mean? You just you just gave a punch straight back. Do you know what I mean? But especially the way you've been brought up, it's hard to. It's hard for anybody to imagine how they would react in in your shoes, Davy. Um, I mean, there's a lot of help out there. The new and it's I would like to say that I can see change. Certainly, with some aspects, I don't see any change at all. And I see a lot of lies getting told um, and people saying that they're, they're helping and stuff, and when they've actually not get any yep. intentions of help. To me, to me. Uh was a load of rubbish. Aye. I've been there seven years, right? And one, of my, one, of, one of my very first things, what would you like done? I'd like to get my house decorated. Right? And he bought me a tin of white, he bought me a big tin of white emulsion, said crack on. Aye. That's not what I wanted. I wanted a decorator to paint my house so it's done right. Aye. But you wouldn't do that. And that was it, they bought they bought me a white a laptop. Aye. And I says to him, Connie, help me get the Wi Fi on. Aye. Because I've not really got a clue how to do it or what to do. Aye. Oh, we don't do anything like that. And see now, social workers now give you a wee Wi Fi box. Right. Actual social workers know. So did the did did a social worker help you with your Wi Fi eventually? No, I've still not got Wi Fi to this day. <laughs> still no. No, and I've still not got my house decorated. So who are you linked in with anybody at the moment? Right, right now, I'm I'm not linked in with anybody, but right now I'm still on books. And when when the, the coordinator came out and spoke to me, she said, Oh, you've been with seven years and there's no progress. Aye. But there's no progress because they're no helping me. Aye. They're no. What would you What would you have liked to have seen happen? What would you have liked to have kind of, if I could give you a magic wand, right, Davy, and just say like, what 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 would you have liked to have been put in place for you? Get, get, even get the opportunity, right? To, I mean, I'm not saying go and help drug addicts, right? But there's other people that need help, right? education-wise, that I could easily help people read and write, I could easily do all things like that. But now, because I sold it to a client, I can't do anything like that. So, therefore, I can't get any, I'm unemployable. Aye. So, at this stage, as we move on, you're kind of looking at a legal battle now, is that right? Like, with kind of compensation and stuff? What I'm showing was, um, care law uh, was supposed to make a payment to everybody who was in care law for such and such a date to such and such a date, right? Now, I was advised to take civil action, right, against the person who abused me. So I took a civil action thinking I would still get the care law claim because the care law claim is a completely different thing. That's a claim against the state. Aye. Right. Right. The care law claims are a completely different and that's thing. That's like a civil against that Matt George. Aye. Right. So I took a civil case on. 
but that counteracts the... And then they said, because you took the civil case on, you're not entitled to any other claim. So how does that make you feel again, Davy, that the state have again... Again, just... Said just you don't... Rejected me. Matter. And that's how I feel, constant rejection of them. That's what I get, it's constant rejection. It's like they're basically saying to you, your abuse doesn't matter to us again. Aye. You've, you've been paid for your abuse, so bugger off. And it's no, that's not the abuse. I was I was paid for sexual abuse. I wasn't paid for for, for all the other homes that I was in. And, and, I, and Sean seen it when I first wrote my definition or whatever it was called. I named every single person for every single home that I was in who abused me. One way or another, and nothing's been done about it. Nothing. The, the, the only one I've heard about is Matt George. So, see, at this moment in time, is your legal team looking into other my, aspects? No, my no. legal my legal team's finished with me now because I got the compensation. So, you, right, right. I'm going to try and just get this right, just so that like people know. You, what should have happened really is you should have claimed against the state, got the money for that, then you should have put in a civil. You should have, that's that's kind of the legal advice you should have been given. But I would give the the legal advice the other way round. I can remember going into the city jail. First of all, I was at the Holyrood, and I, and in the city chambers in Glasgow, they couldn't find my records. Right, they couldn't find any record of me at all. So. John McSwinney said go in and ask for a, a certain a certain form. It was a John McSwinney, the MP. MP, aye. He he said go in and ask for a certain form. So I went in, asked for the form. The woman came down the stairs. She said, "Who's this form for?" I said, "Me." She said, "What's your name?" David Shaw. Get out the building. And see that day, I promise you, that day I was going to commit suicide because I felt so so rejected because he told me to go and ask for the the form, and she came down and said. You're not getting it. It's just, it's neglect at uh, an extreme level that I don't think many people can take on board, Davy. I think it's, um, I don't even really know how to uh, word it and put it together. It's like, I can't, for what, I just being eight year old and being in, and then being at 11 in Berlin blows my mind that's like um outrageous stuff but, it's but, abuse like but, you wouldn't do that a kid no you would not put a kid of 11 into a prison system um so you've had all this kind of abuse and it's caused have you been have you been going to like obviously there's these stuff but there's a big talk there now. i don't know if you know about this david that there's big kind of movements in there going on about kind of trauma informed, right? Um, self, self-empowering human rights, um, mat standards, basically meaning that your doctor will work with you um, when it's medical assisted treatment, as in suboxone, right. methadone, whatever. What, what would you say, would you say that there's been an improvement with that? Or would you say there's, it's just the same? There's been an improvement because they've took people off of methadone and gave them some boxing. Right. Right. And it's a, 
a better idea because anybody who was on methadone that I know was, was supposed to take on a harm reduction basis and everybody went up the way. Aye. Everybody. Started off at 30 mil. I don't come down, didn't oh, you? Oh, it's no hoarding me. It was hoarding them, but they weren't gouging at it, so it wasn't hoarding them, do you know what I mean? Aye. So they went up and up and up, and I know somebody who's on 210 mil of methadone. That's enough to knock an elephant out. Easy. Yeah, and I, and I, I guess it every day. Easy. It's a lot, a lot of methadone. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else there about... What about your human rights and stuff like that? But that, what that, you that say that's what I was going to say about that. the human rights. See this Scottish human rights? Mm-hmm. When they got involved, because they first said that care law was time-barred. Now, to make a claim, it was time-barred, mm-hmm. right? So we had to go and fight that time-barred thing. Aye. So that was a judicial review, probably. Right. And, and, and I'd, I've still got it in the house. I've got all sorts of Scottish um, rights, human rights information in the house. Aye. Right? But see the information that they're giving you? They're not following up what they're saying. And does it make you feel, because what we're trying to do is obviously try to highlight how people like yourself who are in a bit of a chaotic life and in the midst of addiction, how do you feel about getting these rights? Do you feel more empowered? No. 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 I feel, you, the, I feel the exact same as if you're in the system, you're not going to get the system, no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, they're going to keep you in the system. And that's how I kind of get my compensation. Do you know what I mean? I kind of, yeah. I kind of get the things that they promised me, the things that they said would be a change in my life. I don't, right. get, I don't get any of that. Because they know if you get that, then there's a chance that you could actually change your whole lifestyle. Who's, since the, you won your case and stuff like that, and um, that whatever his name was, was put in, Matt George was put into jail. Um, who, who's followed up, who's followed up with you? Is there anybody that, okay, is like, like your legal firm, like the MPs, no. is there anybody kind no. of followed up and said, how's Davey Shaw getting on? No, the only one person that phoned me was the PF, when he got the sentence, the PF phoned me up and said, he got 16 years of the day, and I was elated, I was over the moon. Um, I tried to get, but there's no, there's no other person that came out and said, how do you feel about that, David? Are you all right with that? I tried to get into that. Phoenix. Did they send you any kind of trauma? Oh, sorry, it's no Phoenix Future, it's Phoenix, Phoenix Pathways. Aye. It's Phoenix Pathways. I was thinking that because... And do you know, I went into their office once, right? Aye. And asked to speak to a manager. Aye. And they refused me. Aye. No, the manager doesn't speak to people like you. Who the fuck does he speak to then? Sorry, how does he speak to then? What does he do? So what is Phoenix Pathways? Is that something for the, abuse victims? Is that this is this is a was a new setup and it's specially designed for people with historic abuse. Right. And it's to help them get a lifestyle that they they should have been entitled to, but the abuse and what they call us hasn't hasn't been able to get that lifestyle. And is this a government funded? Ah, it's government funded. And do you know who runs that? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what? Like, is it, do you know who runs it? Is it MPs or is it the judiciary? Is it like? Do you know who it is that kind of is involved? Do you know who runs it, David? No, I have no idea who runs it. So Phoenix Pathways, 
I've no followed up on any of their promises. I can tell you where their office was, but it's in Queen Street. Is it? Aye. <laughs> because I, I went into the office and asked to speak to the manager and, and they wouldn't let me. I, I phoned up once and I asked to speak to the manager. And that was after eight months of my coordinator just ignoring me completely. No even sending me a text saying, how are you, how are you today? Do you know, how are you, how are you coping today? Nothing, nothing at all. And then I got a letter saying, eh, we've noticed that you've no contacted us in eight months. Did you I write to John Swinney? Have you tried writing to him? Did you ever try contacting John Swinney to say, look, the, the stuff that I was promised. See, John Swinney's got a different position now. Though. I know, I know, but you would still... It would be still, I mean, that's something that we can look at to help me as well. We can maybe try and try and try and write to them where you, David, and see what they see what they say. Um, because obviously, it's no good enough. Historic, you, you've came forward, um, really, really brave, um, and you're you're trying to show other people like, look, you, you can do this. You I, can come out. One of my one of my things was help me get a driving license. So, so that I could learn to drive. Aye. And and, they, and I was saying, think about it, the possibilities, I, I, if I had a driving license, there's a possibility, there's a job, there's all Aye. sorts of possibilities, right? Unlocks a lot of, now, unlocks a lot what, of doors. What they done was pay for 10, 10 lessons, right? Aye. You can only get eight because two you need to keep for your test. Right. So after eight lessons, if you're not ready, you're done. That Aye. was it. it was, they stopped. So basically, you were given a wad of cash. No, I didn't. I, I was never ever get any kind of money off of future pathways ever. No, never. Obviously, any time I asked for anything, I go a token and go to the shop. So I, I do. I couldn't even pick what what I wanted. I had to go and get a certain like Sports Direct. They would give me Sports Direct. Aye. If I wanted a Ralph Lauren tracky, I couldn't get a Ralph I had to just get a Slashinger one. Do you know what I mean? Aye. So that's what they've done. Aye. They gave me vouchers to go to shops rather than give me cash. And is this happening? Do, do you know other historical sex victims? Is this kind of, is this what's happening? Or is but, there other people getting treated better? I, or? I, I don't actually know because they, they've, they've not got any kind of, group sessions or any kind of group work where victims come together and talk. And would you like that? A kind of restorative? I, I, I think it'd be good because then you could see that other people are getting help that you're missing out on. Again, that's something that we could look at and maybe try to start. Um, if you would be maybe willing to start that, it's something we listen, could look at. Listen, I started, I started as a support group in SACO for ex-prisoners who, who came out and couldn't work a washing machine, couldn't do things like that. But and that kicked off. Aye. But again, I got accused of stealing. Aye. And I didn't. I did I I, I to this day, I promise you I didn't. Aye. I got I went through Hope Street where the sacro building is, and I went to Park up in Balmore Road, which Aye. is placed after care recovery centre. Right? And as soon as I walked in there, they searched my bag. I was like, what's going on? Oh, something, something's went missing in, in the sacro office. And I said, what? And I'm going to get the blame for it. Oh, we're just checking. What are you looking for? A hi-fi. What, in my sports bag? A hi-fi in my sports bag? Get it together, will we? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
But that's what that's what happened. I, I actually got the blame for it, and I never ever to this day I never got an apology. But you would you would be interested in a kind of restorative kind of for people who have suffered this kind of because there's got to be loads loads Davey out there that well, are suffering in silence. Well, see when I was going through all, all the human rights stuff, Aye. right? There was loads, and I mean loads of people came in. Or, or victims of abuse. Aye. Or once for the vicars, once for the nuns, once for once for um, quarriers' homes, once for all other place. Aye. And they all they all would come together to to get this time bar lifted. Was there a? I know this is quite hard for you to probably answer, and no, even it's like a quite a hard question. But was there a sense of? A lot of the people that were involved, maybe, were in that kind of, were, were maybe in addiction, or were, were maybe kind of living that. Did you get that feeling, or did you get the feeling uh, that no, there was a lot of elderly, elderly people at it, right? Hey. So, and there was, they were saying, "Oh, we'll help you do this, and we'll help you do that," and and I saw this old guy, right? They said, "Well, arms, well, arms. If I want a prostitute, would you pay for that?" Because <laughs> you're supposed to deal with my needs, and that's what it's all about. <laughs> Whatever you need, we will help you get your needs. Aye. That's that's what it says when 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 the paperwork. And they are, and they were still. No, we don't we don't do that. Well, it's illegal, so I could understand it. I was just the, the old guy was just. Aye, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, just been. I be that. If, if that's one of my needs, aye. How can how can you know sort that? I think obviously the way you guys have suffered such terrible abuse, your lack of trust for authority is going to be nil. So you're going to make a mockery of the people that are trying to put in place something that you've obviously clearly been let down again with. Um, I, I feel so, so let down with that future pathways, map. So, so let down. Seven years I've been part. I've been part of the setup. I was part of the setup for the minute. For the minute I owned, right? And they they promised they promised me the world and give me a tangerine. That's what happened, really. Aye, <laughs> I know. No, I don't know. So what is that? What's kind of What's your life like now, Davey? What are, you, what are you doing with yourself now these days? Are you just kind of living? I'm just living day. Do you know what, actually? I, I still feel like a prisoner. Aye. Only I'm in, my, I'm in my own house. I still feel like a prisoner. Do you know what I mean? Uh, all, all right, I've got freedom to, to do whatever I want. But I've not got finances to do whatever I want. And there's a sense of institutionalisation. There's got, like, obviously, like, probably feel comfier just sitting in your in your own house and your own kind of so, um, sometimes to this day I still don't watch the telly I put the radio on Aye. because the radio is I don't know music takes you away as well do you know what I mean oh I get that it's, it's, it's sad it's um, <clears throat> you're going back to an existence that I've tried to explain this to people before and a lot of people can't you become comfortable in your own trauma, which is hard to explain to people, uh, but that's all you know. So 
you you're comfortable in that you're comfortable with what you know. Right. If I take you and I go, Davey, let's go kayaking and let's go this, you're like, don't want to go kayaking, right. I don't want to go. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not my world. Like, that's what you think. No, I, I, I You know. need somebody to take your hand and take you, and that's what should be happening. But um, that's not, see, if I suggested that I wanted to go kayaking, right, they'd book it, right, pay for it. Yeah, kayak and send you the No, they'd, they'd book it. Hire, hire the kayak the instructor the full montage and tell me to go there myself no no that I can go with a friend no that I can take anybody with me even a group from the I I, I just go to go there myself so if, if I go there myself I'm not going to enjoy it because I've, I've got nobody there to enjoy it with same, same as when I went on holiday I went on holiday and I was bored I know how can you be bored I went to the papery the papery right. I went to Vatican. The Vatican, right? The Pope was in the end, right? And I went to the Vatican, right? And I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the whole experience at all. Did you not even get, like, a sense of the beauty and the atmosphere and not no, nothing? No. no. St. Peter's Square was empty. Right. And, I've, and all the time I've seen it on the telly, it's always been chock-a-block. Yet when I went, it was empty. Right. So is that the only time you've been abroad? No, no. I, I went to Ibiza. No, I be for Tenerife. Tenerife, but that was no, no through them. That was through. I met this lassie, and she wanted to take me on holiday. Aye. So she took me, and I went to Spain with this lassie who was engaged three times. Aye. But she so she, she pawned all her engagement rings, bought me my passport, <laughs> took me to Spain. <laughs> Good holiday. <laughs> That was a good holiday, aye. aye. Because there was somebody there to enjoy it with. Aye. Do you know what I mean? No, I get it. I, I went to Tenerife again. Now, my, my own family were in Tenerife. Aye. Right? And I chased them. I want to go to <coughs> uh, Paris de Domingo or something like that. I can't remember the name of the exact place, right? And he said, right, I'll book it for you. Do you know, he booked me 50 miles. Up a mountain. I've been to Tenerife. It's, if you get up that, is it Puerto de la Cruz you went? You end up no. Like are we up? Are we up high in the mountain? But I think it was further up than that. It was Mount Tidi. I'm sure. It was very nearly top of Mount Tidi. Aye. aye. <laughs> so uh, that's where you end up. It was just one wee village. It was a street. Just one wee village. It was a street. I think it was called. Something rose or that kind of thing. Aye. But I, I, like, I, I phoned him up and said, how did I get down to IB for this? How did I get down to Tenerife on the beach? There's no buses. <laughs> oh, I've looked at the bus service. I said, so have I. There's, <laughs> one, there's, there's one bus every fortnight. <laughs> but it's not true, but it's... I know what you mean. There's two buses a day. Aye. One goes at eight in the morning. I know, doesn't come back at eight at night, I know. Aye. Aye. And he said, oh, I've looked at the timetable. There's plenty of buses. <laughs> and I said, what's well, not paying 50 euros a day in a taxi. Oh, I'm not refunding you that. Aye. Oh, it's sad. So, see, as we're coming up to the kind of end of the podcast, Davey, right? Um, there's, there's not really any words to put into what's happened to you. And I just hope, I hope one day you get your justice. I hope the legal system, something turns around with yours. 
your claim. I think something needs to happen with that. Sure, can I just ask you a question? See, yeah. see, I don't know if there's maybe three of you that I heard that are a conversation that you were involved in, but is there a, is there a lawyer who would, could possibly help me sort out the rest of this care lying? I'll certainly look into it for you, and I'll certainly speak to a few lawyers. I know Aye. a few lawyers. I'll certainly speak to them because it's it's so wrong. It's so so wrong. It's so wrong on so many levels because um, you're not getting justice from the perpetrators being the state and whether the state. And it's not just the one children's home. It's a variety of children's home. Aye. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're just pinpointing it to one person in one in one home. And you've named the abusers. And I've named the abusers in all, all the different homes. And has the police followed any of these leads up? Is followed? No, no, in my knowledge, no. The only one they followed up was Matt George. And he ended up getting 16 years? Aye. Right, I, I'll certainly look into it and I'll speak to a few lawyers for you, Davey. I, I promise you that. And I'll get back to you and I'll let you know what they say. I've got a funny feeling that the way it works is the kind of got you by the Aye. the boys in the way that you've went for the the, the civil claim. I think the, you were wrongly advised. Aye. But you could appeal that and say there's a, there's I don't know there's a thing called an Anderson appeal which when you're wrongly advised, not it's usually used in criminal trials. But I don't know how you, if you could maybe use that in a judicial review. I don't know, but I'll certainly look into it. I Aye, promise thanks you. Thanks very much. Um, but it's, it's been a pleasure having you, honestly. Right, it's, and it's been great having a wee chat because it's not, it's not very often I talk about this kind of shit. No, and it's, it's honestly, it's been so, um, I just think your bravery, I, I, I commend it. And if I could just say, you could, if, you, if, you, if you could one message for somebody that's sitting there that could see this, who's a victim of abuse that's sitting in silence, what would you say to them? I would tell them, open up to somebody. Even if it's a member of your family, even if you've got to go to a social worker, even if you've got to go and speak to a lawyer, open up to somebody. Aye. Because somebody will listen. No, brilliant. And we'll try our best, Davey. I promise we'll try our best to link you in and I'll see what I can do with the lawyers and stuff. And um, I can only thank you for coming on and it's been brilliant talking to you. I've, 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 honestly, I've really enjoyed it because I've not opened up like this for ages, ages. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And, and a day tend to hold all my feelings in. And we'll we'll follow up if anything happens with lawyers and or, or, or whatnot. We'll follow up and let the viewers know what happens with your case. Right. Have, have a look at future pathways. There's rip off merchants. <laughs> Final words. <laughs> I, I, this is true. I asked to see uh, an audit of what was claimed on my name. Hey. Right. This, my coordinator passed two audits without me giving him receipts. How can that be possible? Uh, it's madness, isn't it? it? It can't be done. How can you pass two audits when I've got £3,000 worth of receipts? No. Do you know what I mean? No, no. There's just, there's just, it's like a lack of interest, isn't it? Aye. It's just, aye, he, he's been in holiday game. Nah, that's enough. That, that, that's, how, that's how I feel about it all. No, and you've got every right to feel like that. And, um, and, and my, cord my coordinator still has spoke to me. I text her on the 10th of this month because I said to her that I wanted a, a load in his because I've got COPD and I can't breathe all that cover sometimes. Aye. So the stairs can be a bit of a bother at times. Aye. And 
she'd never get back to me. Well, we, honestly, we'll, we'll do everything we can um, for the Davy. I promise you that. Um, and I'll look into as much as you can. I'll get a couple of letters sent out for you. Thank you very much. And um, honestly, pleasure having you on. And I wish you all the best in your lo- in the rest of your life. And I hope, I really do hope that you get justice, the justice you deserve. Thank you very much, Sean. No and uh, and it's, it's been good. For me, for me, it's been good. <laughs>